Welcome back to the Fairly Odd Asians. It is Monday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Get it if you're a Star Wars person or in any internet culture, I guess. Uh, but uh, on today's episode, we have an interview with uh, one of my good college friends and uh, roommate for three years, actually, Brandon Smith. Uh, Brandon is a um, a newly graduated medical doctor. And so we talk about that journey. Uh, we talk about a turkey baster and we talk about B.H. Reg Gates to get his stance uh, and to give him a platform to get his um, his side of the story out since we've kind of dragged him on the podcast here. So um, that and much, much more on today's pod. Uh, hopefully you're all doing well, staying sane in this social distancing era. And yeah, let's roll the intro. recording it says it is i just never know okay okay well we'll try it we'll start okay uh we now welcome on brandon he is one of my good friends college roommates um and actually the highest educated member of our friend group now officially do not confuse most educated with most intelligent i'm not (laughs) on that hill I am not even the average among our friend groups. So. <laughs> okay, so Brandon, uh, introduce yourself to our five fans who probably still know you, but maybe yes, they don't. Well, in case they don't, and they maybe they need to learn a little more about me. Yeah. Uh, my name is Brandon Smith. I am like one of our five friends from Zimmerman, Minnesota. <laughs> uh, met with Aaron at went to Concordia College for um, undergraduate and went on to UMD and the University of Minnesota for medical school. And... and- here I am. Graduated two days ago. You graduated officially. I will not answer to anything else besides Dr. Brandon Smith. <laughs> Dr. Smith. Dr. I'm still Smith. working on, maybe I can take suggestions too, but I'm still we're kind of working on that, like kind of Dr. Dreamy type of name. If you guys got oh any my God. suggestions for me, just let me know. <laughs> and I can go by. Uh, did you, did, it, so are, when you're in your residency or whatever, are you called doctor then? Like, do the patients refer to you as doctor? Yep. Yep. They usually will. I mean, like, uh, so yeah, I technically will be Dr. Smith, but yeah, yeah, they start using Dr. Smith in residency, but it's still pretty like informal among like your colleagues and stuff. Yeah. I don't think any of my co-residents or even like attendings will call me Dr. Smith. It'll all be Brandon. It's the way it would be. So, so how long is your I can't keep up on your medical school stuff. So how long is like residency? You're so you're in. I'll let you explain. Let me just, it. Let me just explain how. Yeah, you, explain how this. Is. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, went to Concordia College for undergraduate, mm-hmm. and then from undergraduate you apply for medical school. And how medical school works is like the first two years are kind of just like all the book works, like you kind of learn your core sciences. And then the third and fourth year, you get to get into some clinicals and into the hospitals doing some things. So in total, medical school is four years. And then you reapply for residency. And your residency length is depending on which specialty you choose. So the one I'm going into will be four years. And that's usually about Holy that. shit. Some like surgeons will 
be seven or more years. I think oh. fam family medicine is about three years. Um, so there's some varying lengths depending on what you do. So you're going into PMNR, which is pain management and resuscitation. Re well, that was close. That was not too far off. <laughs> physical medicine and rehabilitation. Oh, so okay. PMNR. Yeah, no yeah. one calls it that. It's PMNR. Okay. Yeah, and that, so that, that field, it's, a, it's kind of a goofy field. I mean, most people know what a family med doc is. Most people mm -hmm. know what a surgeon is. And this one's kind of a little more small niche field. It's a... Uh, but they do a lot of different things. But in, in short, they kind of take people that had a, either like a traumatic injury, some kind of like a stroke, traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury. And like their goal is kind of working on the medication side or the medicine side to kind of get them back to their um, full capacity. Okay. Hmm. So is there any like physical therapy aspects involved? Yeah. So we work with physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists. Um, so, I mean, for example, with a person that comes on, so like a, I'll do a lot of my residency training in a rehab center. So someone that went right from the hospital and they were not sick enough where they needed to be in the hospital anymore, but they weren't healthy enough to go home and they mm -hmm. kind of need to build up their strength. They'll end up on my floor. And there we work with physical therapists, occupational therapists. Okay. Um, the, kind of the goals get a little, um, deviated where the physical therapist is the one actually doing the movements and the exercises with them. Um, my role is kind of managing that, kind of prescribing that as also like sometimes when people have a stroke, they have certain, um, you know, other medical complications that come along with that. Uh -huh. Or if someone has a spinal cord injury, they have issues with their bowel or the bladder, their pain. And so it kind of has a, a doctor that manages those things while the physical therapist takes care of the exercises themselves. Gotcha. Hmm. That's yeah, kind of complicated. Very broad. It, it is. But most cut board straight answer. So why did you go into that? Like what, what was appealing about that? It's yeah. I never knew. I kind of had some ideas going in the first and second year, what I wanted to do, but most people have to kind of make that final decision come in their third year. And it, I mean, honestly, it was almost like a process of elimination. Like you start to do in your third year, you get to see a family medicine clinic. You get to see surgery, you get to be in the hospitals, uh -huh. you get to see psychiatry, you get to see kind of everything. And they do that so you can kind of get a look at everything before you make that decision. Uh -huh. and as I was kind of going through it, I started with family medicine. I was like, well, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of this. And then I um, thought I wanted to work, kind of work in the hospital in the wards. And then I went to that, it's called internal medicine rotation. Mm -hmm. And I truly hated it. <laughs> um, but it was kind of like um, sports medicine. And it's like kind of like people with like working with patients with back pain, joint issues, things mm -hmm. like that. But uh, if you are a family medicine trained, you're also taking care of, you know, OB-GYN issues. You're taking care of high blood pressure, kind of general things, which wasn't necessarily my interest. So I was kind of more I interested gotcha. in the joint muscle neural side of it. So that's gotcha. kind of how I ended up there. So is it true in med school that, um, how do I want to say this? Yeah, I don't know what you're trying to say. Gently. Is it true in med school that like, the not as smart people go into family medicine and then the, is there Ooh. that stigma? Uh, no. Oh, there isn't. There, okay. So there's a stigma for sure. But yeah. some of my smartest classmates ended up going into family medicine. Okay. Um, there's kind of the stigma in reverse. So some of the really competitive specialties. So if you want to go into orthopedic surgery, dermatology, uh -huh. nose and throat, kind of these really more competitive ones um, in med school, you have to take, uh, several different boards 
and these boards you actually get a score on yep. and that score is used to when you go to apply for those residencies. And so it is true that the kind of family medicine has lower requirements for, they just place less value on those board scores. Like they just want a more well-rounded individual mm-hmm. um, and there's such a need for it that they have a demand. So they kind of take more individuals. Whereas like the orthopedic surgeons and the dermatologists, they're so competitive. So many people want those positions. Yeah. They're going to use other things to weed people out. I gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. So can you treat Aaron for his back pain that he always has? <laughs> mm, I will charge him half rate because he's a good <laughs> Three, that's, yeah, probably not going to happen. So wait, will you be an individual? Because aren't doctors, aren't they technically like, they're not, wait, are you uh, salaried? How does that work? Yeah. Uh, payments get really confusion. And even a, sometimes above my head, there's <laughs> certain things about like you, most of the times you have a base salary. Yep. And then on top of your base salary, how the current system is, uh, how doctors get billed is, um, it's called like RVUs, which honestly, I don't even know what stand, they stand for, <laughs> but you get like, if you do a procedure in the clinic, you get yeah. paid for that. Okay. If you do something like that, you get billed. So you have your salary on top of certain procedures, things you do in clinic, if you spend more time with the patient, you get billed more. Okay. It's um, a combination of both. Gotcha. Hmm. So are you in your field, are you going to be working like you hear all the time about these doctors who are working like an insane amount of hours? Like, will that be you? Do you think? Uh, I mean, that's a big reason that I went into the field I did was Uh I always knew that like I enjoyed medicine, but I didn't want medicine to be my life. Yeah. So the, a lot of the, like the residencies to get into surgery or throughout surgery and a surgeon's life will be drastically different than yeah. what my life. I, in general, the, my career is mostly clinic work or kind of what I want to go into. So it will be like a Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. holidays off, weekends off. Um, the Monday nice. through Friday are pretty busy, um, but it's not, not nearly what other, right. People, that's kind of a big reason that kind of how I ended up in this field was I knew I didn't want that for my life. Right. That just seems like a lot, like having to be on call and like having to like constantly, like your job takes over your life and you could work like 80 hours a week or something like that's crazy to yeah. me. And the, uh, you always hear some people uh, live to work or some yeah. people work to live and then yeah. live to work. And some like those neurosurgeons, like they just, that's their life. Like that's what they're most passionate about. Like they're the happiest when yeah. they are in the operating room. And there's always like a funny running joke that, I mean, it's very like medicine jargon, but people make fun of each other. Right. So they always say like, Hey, if you had a hundred dollar bill, where could you hide it from an emergency physician? And then inside joke is you hide it in the chart. Cause emergency doctors don't look at people's charts. And so then the joke goes like, where could you hide a hundred dollar bill from a plastic surgeon? The answer is you can't because they get paid so much. And <laughs> the joke for a neurosurgeon is how could you hide a hundred dollar bill from a neurosurgeon? The answer is you tape it to their forehead or their child's forehead. Oh, 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 shit. oh. <laughs> oh man. I mean, makes sense though. It does. <laughs> you don't, yeah, that, that'd be shitty. You'd make a lot of money though. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, the other jokes with them too, is there, you can always see, you always know which cars are theirs in the parking lot, <laughs> but their cars never leave the hospital parking lot. 
though. It's true. So they're not really driving them all that much. Yeah. They might as well just live at the hospital. So you you just were talking about how you were signed a new lease and where are you going in this fall? Like what so your residency is a little split, if you if, the, if I'm correct on that. Another also confusing part of the field I'm going into. Um a lot of people have heard the term being an intern, like an intern year. Uh-huh. I have an intern year somewhere else away from my PM&R residency. And so I had to do four years of residency, but one of those is almost like a, it's practically working in a hospital for a year before mm-hmm. I can do my specific training in PM&R. Hmm. So I okay. in Des Moines, a hospital in Des Moines doing my intern year. And then after Des Moines, I'll be living in Rochester, Minnesota for the next three years. Yep. You man, you're gonna fit right in in Des Moines with all those uh those yeah. deer antlers. <laughs> you. I thought you were gonna say the blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh well, yeah, that too. They opened up the Zoom. I was like, oh boy, that's a tough one for me. Anywhere to escape in here. Oh, that's hilarious. But it's not it's not your room, so you know. Yes. It's, yes, it's not my. I kind of wish I shot that many deer, but have you ever hunted? Were you ever hunters? Yeah, I I deer hunt every year. Oh, you oh. do. Yep. Yep. I deer hunt every year. Um, up until I haven't been pheasant hunting last few years, but usually I go pheasant hunting every year as well. So pheasant and deer. Okay. Does, um, does the wife hunt? Uh, she does not. She doesn't. I'm surprised. I know. I can't believe it either. What? Yeah. You know, you'd be surprised. It's it's kind of, it's, it's different living out here. The, uh, small towns, like, Every car that drive past honks the horn. No one knows who it is, but the horn honks. The, uh, literally, there are houses surrounded by cornfields. Yeah. So it, um, they just laid manure a while back. So you go outside and just smell manure. So nice. It's, mm. it's been quite the adjustment here, but I'm starting to. How, how, uh, how many people live in Waverly? Oh, gosh. Can't be more than a couple hundred Stephen Avery's. <laughs> Oh my, <laughs> oh my god that's so true though small town minnesota is very rural like Different, yeah huh? it's the stereotypical and then it's, it's like wisconsin almost yeah yeah but you know like the small town feel like you know like when you went to concordia like yeah yes, it's a lot smaller but that almost makes it a little easier to know everyone yeah Whereas you're at a really big school like you, you just don't necessarily get to meet that many people like you have a, a core of friends but like right Concordia, you had a core of friends, and that core of friends knew some other people, so it was kind of easier to like make the connections. Yeah. Every time they drive, when I drive with Heather's dad, we go down the road. And he'll look down here, and he'll go, "Oh, this is my cousin Billy's nephew's <laughs> wife's place," and then he's like, "And they're related to my uncle's third cousin." And so like everyone just knows everyone, and so, they're probably all related. I think. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like a big incest. Pool. Yeah. Ooh, incest. It, honestly, half the town has to be. At least distantly related to the land. Oh, it's like the south. It is. It's the south of the north. Waverly, <laughs> no, that's <Minnesota>. Wisconsin. <laughs> that is Wisconsin. Yeah, just kidding. Okay, so speaking of that, the whole Concordia thing, you're you hit that dead on. Like, uh, we Megan and I have talked about this. Like, but what you have like a very small core group of friends, and like at Concordia we did, but then we branched out and we had a larger friend group that would all go out and like hang out with each other. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. When you were Aaron, I asked him one time, he's like, yeah, yeah. I branched out in college. And then he's like, well, I mean the Concordia people stuck together, but then we dragged in the Zimmerman people. We <laughs> branched out. What the hell are you talking about? Mm. So, okay. So 
Yeah. I br- what do you mean I didn't branch out? Brandon's from Zimmerman, right? <laughs> like when we went to college, like so what? They had like the Zimmerman group of guys, yep. right? Yep. It was an Alexandria group of guys. And I lived with Austin Storm. Mm-hmm. So like immediately we met everyone that Austin knew, which was you guys. Yep. It was kind of like easier to make friends at that point. Cause like, like for example, once Trevor met, I don't know, Matt Zimmerman and yep. Matt, and we were all able to meet Matt Zimmerman because of that. Or if I knew someone and I'd say, Hey, come on over to our dorm room. And so like, it was kind of this easy to like make a little bit of connections that way. That's what I'm saying too. There was there. I think that Alexandria and Zimmerman our year in Hallett had the most percentage of students ever in what, Hallett. What do you mean most percentage? Like there was, there was a ton of kids in my grade from Alec, boy and girls, boys and girls. And then same with Zerman. Like it was just one big like love fest between Zerman and Alexandria. Ah. There's what what there was I mean, yeah, we could probably I mean you could name them all, but even our floor. Yeah. We had a ton. Yeah. Do you remember that first floor meeting that we had with uh what was our RA's name? Uh was it Peter Rot Rot? Peter North. I, I, <laughs> I just know he was super big and he was, we always, remember we named him the Poon Slayer? What? <laughs> and it was, it was kind of like really mean freshman. Like we were kind of picking on him and he told it, he took us like the complete compliment. And yeah. I had a little sarcastic tone to it, but it would, and it, it, it fit well. <laughs> I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember sitting at that first floor meeting and like, cause like Zimmer or Matt and like Isaac. Isaac were on the floor and like a bunch of football players. And I remember sitting there in the hallway being like, holy shit, these guys are fucking huge. Like, <laughs> how am I going to fit in with these guys? Well, you are like, Asian. So, well, yeah, I'm tiny, but <laughs> yeah, that do you, do you remember your first thoughts in that first floor meeting? Yeah, no, honestly, it had the same thing. I remember Matt Zimmerman and Isaac Anderson and they were just, everyone is huge. Yeah. And it kind of worked out the way, like, our close friend group, at least, like, the uh, Shed guys were, like, we were almost, like, you know, we loved sports, but we yeah. weren't the most athletic. Like, we weren't playing yeah. any, we weren't playing basketball, football, anything. We were playing, like, pickup basketball outside or yeah. Yeah, playing pick up basketball or something, intramurals. But uh, that was our peak capacity. Yeah. We were, like, if you had – there were, like, the basketball guys, and then there was, like – they had like the football friend group and like the, the lab had all of like the athletes kind of, and we were kind of like the bottom tier, like <laughs> we were still athletic, but not to the point of actually playing a division three sport. So like you can beat in intramurals. And that yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was about it. No, I, yeah, that, that first hall meeting, I forgot about Poon Slayer. Uh, that first <laughs> hall meeting was, Yeah. That was yeah. interesting. Wait, Aaron, who was your freshman roommate? Do you remember? I had two. Remember, I had Chris Mortensen. Ah, uh-huh. remember him? Uh-huh. Do you remember how his? Oh, well, story time here. Do you ever remember me complaining about him smelling like poop all the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, for those who don't know, my freshman roommate, uh, he was unless you rewind 10 seconds you know? what say that again which won't be named unless you rewind 10 seconds yeah which won't be named again after this but no he he like uh yeah he was fine like he was super nice but uh i remember nate wendorf and pat skogan were my next door neighbors 
And they always said like they could hear him yelling at his girlfriend every night when I was gone. Because I rarely was in our dorm room. Um, but I remember there was this one time specifically where his chair smelled like it had been there's just a deuce on it. It's like <laughs> poop on the chair. And because I was getting ready for volleyball practice with Trevor. And Trevor's like, what's that smell? I'm like, yeah, I smell it too. And I sniffed his chair and it was like, oh, there, that's it. That's the smell. Yikes. So, but then I moved in with Brady after that. You remember that? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. So you know, I'm what I remember what Brady was all the uh old all of his uh from chewing all the spit bottles. Oh yeah. Right. All of his spitters everywhere. You know, I think some of my favorite memories on that floor. I think Aaron, we had a special connection. Like once like the we and then you guys talk about on your podcast too, freshman year Trevor. Oh my like, god. And I like just assumed responsibility to like just drink enough to like have a good time but be really pretty responsible. But like, <laughs> Our nightly tradition was just keeping Trevor alive. Yep. Oh uh, God. He got home from parties and uh, then tormenting him while he, <laughs> he was passing out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That uh, th- I remember. We specifically on the the birthday party where uh, Trevor Lofsted's friends or his sister lent us their house. Do you remember that for Corey's oh. birthday party? Mm-hmm. And. We specific, I remember we had a conversation like we need to leave. So we're not responsible for Trevor. (laughs) So so Brandon and I left. Such good friends. (laughs) Hey, but we came back. We got called. Someone called us. I can't even remember who. Oh yeah. Elena called us. was like, you need to come get Trevor because he is dead in the bathroom. (laughs) And the bathroom reeks. <laughs> oh, wasn't that when he shat and puked at the same time? <laughs> party pooper. <laughs> that was party pooper night. Okay. Oh my god, that was awful. But then, yeah, that that night, some of the most memorable times of freshman year happened. Yeah, us painting his fingernails and <laughs> <laughs> we demolished all the snack foods he had. I just remember like freshman year, like you ate so often at dining services, like the snacks you had in your room were so like precious. Like you yep. never want to go to the grocery store and we eat all of them. Oh my God. We, he had like four bit. Trevor had a lot of snacks and Brandon and I, I think just, we were like, well, we're taking care of him so we can eat his snacks. Like that's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, just consolation prize. Nice. <laughs> oh, good times. Okay. So Brandon, do you remember your first, I have a very vivid first memory of you do you have oh boy what was your first memory of me do you remember gosh you know one of the i'm sure obviously it wasn't the first time we met but like one of the first like good memories i have with you and the whole alexandria gang like the merging of the group Uh right away freshman year when we were down in the basement in hallett oh my god was like twerking yeah and yeah yeah I can't remember what happened, but all of a sudden, like, we all were so like, mischievous. We drank in a room, and then it, we had, like, too many people were so like, let's just go to the basement of the dorm room. And someone, like, brought speakers down there, and Adam put on a show for, like, 20 minutes of him just dancing in front of everyone. Everyone's just like, who is this kid? Yeah, it was, like, we were so dumb. Like, we were <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we have our we have our hope for change, those, those water bottles we got from <laughs> hope for change for orientation week. And we're like, yeah, we can make mixies in this and they can't stop us. Like, 
it was just a bunch of drunk freshmen in the basement just oh was happening oh yeah the ra's walk by all the time yeah did you ever get an alcohol violation never did i missed the i've missed them twice as like the one time i can't remember were you in it with brady and adam yeah that's when i got it i went to like literally back to my room and adam's walking out the ra was walking down the hallway towards your guys's room and it yeah. went right into my room, locked the door, and he went right into your guys' room. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that whole situation was so dumb because we left Stefan and Dom's room because it was so loud in there. We're like, they're going to get in trouble. So we left their room to not get in trouble. And then uh, I think Antonio was drinking in that room. And he had a full 175 or something on the desk. And then Brady opened up the door really wide and the RAs walked past and they saw it and came in. They're probably chasing after me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. We, we specifically left that room and then, yeah, I had to take an online class and. Oh, naughty, naughty. The only takeaway I had from that was they, they likened how much you drink in a week. Like if you drink like <laughs> three drinks a week to like how many Big Macs it would be. And it was like, it was outrageously wrong. Like they said, like, you're going to eat like the amount that you drink. uh, If you have like three to four drinks, uh, like four nights a week, that's like 18 Big Macs. It's like, (laughs) oh my God. No, it's not. I mean, it's technically you speaking like the classifications of binge drinking. Yeah. You ever had more than five drinks in a whole night. You were like binge drinking and how dangerous that was. And wake up calls. Yeah. I think... I think not to make light of alcoholism, but I think that in college you should get a slide a little bit. As in, you should be an alcoholic in college. No, oh. like oh, the definition. Classification of what an alcoholic is. Right. The definition <laughs> should not start until you have your until you're 22. Until you've graduated college. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. If you have, like, physical withdrawals from alcohol when you stop drinking and you're 21. You can ignore it for a few more years. Yeah. True. And you wake up with the shakes. You have to address it later in life. So that <laughs> very true. My first memory of you was we were at the national youth gathering. So I was so okay. So Storm, so Brandon's freshman year roommate was from Alexandria, and we were at the national youth gathering, and it was a, it was in like late July. So it was about the time when we were going to get our roommate assignments from Concordia, and. Uh, I was with storm and like some other guys from Alec. Um, but they, but storm was the only one going to Concordia that I knew. So, uh, he was, I asked him like, did you get your roommate assignment? He's like, yeah, I did. And he showed me your picture and it was your senior year picture. Let me see if I can find this. Oh Lord. I know which one I think was it my prom photo. No, it was, it was your, um, hold on. Let me find it. It was your picture. It was your senior picture of you in like a button down shirt standing in a field <laughs> hold on let me see if i, I can find exactly it this one this one this picture <laughs> yeah I, this I picture start, you know with your podcast you need to like have it some subscribers you have to pay to be able to see that photo yeah <laughs> but that that picture and wow. i remember looking at it and being like interesting i don't know if i'm going to get along with this guy like i i highly doubt i'm going to get along with him because you I, look I, I, that guy either you, <laughs> you he looks like joseph timberlake kind of yeah you kind of do you look hot in that picture brandon you well, know 
tone's kind of changing. I thought I was going to get like the douchebag vibe. I mean, you do look like a douchebag, but like a hot douchebag. Yeah. Like you could, I could totally, you could totally pull off being a frat guy. Yeah. I wish I could have been. We tried. (laughs) You know, we had phases of frat. Kind of. Parties, trying to be a frat party. (laughs) Yeah. But it, yeah, I saw that picture and I remember thinking like, oh, interesting. Like he, it, like you were in sports or whatever. So uh, we're like, okay, he's like athletic, but like we can potentially bond over that. Hey, but, but at least we have to have the moment of like, it could be a lot worse. Like it, some people got their, their, their match and be like, oh shit. Yeah. Yep. I, I Wait, say, what are you going to say? Your, what was your reaction when you first saw, saw, found out who you were uh, going to live with? Aaron? Me? Yeah. Uh, I remember thinking, I don't remember, because I don't think he had like Facebook at the time, or if he did, he didn't have a lot of pictures on it. But I remember us talking a little bit and him saying he was going to play baseball or whatever. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I like baseball. Like I was, I was potentially thinking about playing baseball in Korea. And then I liked um, drinking too much on the weekends <laughs> and having my free time. So that nixed that. Have a moment like that where they sent you like the contact information for the person you're rooming with. Wait, say that again. Didn't, Megan, did you have that moment? Like where they sent you the contact information of who you're going to well, be I actually, so there was this like U of M Facebook group and everyone was just messaging each other and like DMing each other. And so I creeped on this girl and she was half Korean. So I was like, oh, okay. And she turned out to be the craziest motherfucker I've ever met. <laughs> like how so? Like, well, she just, she cheated on her boyfriend a couple times. Nice. Um, I mean, she had some depression moments, which mm. was not good, mm. but she was just very like manic and chaotic and just spastic. It's like perfect fit for you. <laughs> Interesting. <yeah. laughs> Kidding. That was rude. a joke. Rude. Rude. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, that was my experience. I, uh, it's just, How long did you live with her then? Uh, the full freshman year. Yeah. And Bail. then... Yeah, yeah. She flew off with her friends, and then I went and lived with my fake friends for a little bit. Your fake friends, yeah. You could explain. You should explain that. I don't think you have on this yet. I thought I did. How my friends ditched me, and they bought they they got a house without me, and they came home, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so we signed a house," and there were three of them, and they're like, "Oh, and two of our other friends are going to sign with us too," and I did the math. I'm like, "Oh wait." I'm not living with them. Does that sound familiar, Brit? <laughs> I was going to say, man, that sounds <gasps> Did yeah. you do that? Yes. Uh, well, I was lucky enough to be uh, have real friends, but uh, <laughs> we, someone someone didn't quite make the cut, and we felt really bad about it. Yeah. It was close to like six group, like a group of like six guys that were really close. Yeah. And the house only fit five. <sighs> and like, oh, man. Yeah. We, and somehow I got pawned off with having to break the bad news to this individual. Well, it was because you were his freshman and sophomore year roommate. You lived in the same room with him two years in a row. So that's why that should have been more reason why I didn't. Like I had to, I should have been the guy that like, man, I advocated for you. I tried so hard. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember, I remember that night, Adam and I were laying in bed, like trying to listen as we were laying in bed and we're like, did he do it yet? I wonder if he did it yet. Like, there's no yeah. movement. I don't know if it's happening. Oh, God. Individual in my life. Yeah. That's, hey, that, 
Thanks for biting the bullet on that one. Yeah, and things took a turn. Then all of a sudden, one thing leads to another, and we have Willa Harding living with us. Yeah, I know. Of all things. Yeah. Just, that was a wild. We kind of had weird roommate things, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Who who was Adam's freshman year roommate? I can't even. Josh. Joshua. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Josh Murray. Yep. Uh, Josh. Uh, his Facebook name was Josh in parentheses P shake Murray. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I asked him about it and it was a self-given nickname. He gave himself P shake Murray nickname. Huh? He oh. was, he was jacked. He was a pole vaulter. He certainly was. Yep. Oh, nice. Some good times. Seems Adam, really. Adam got kicked. Adam's Adam's like freshman year roommate situation was a lot like the classic like getting kicked out of your room so your roommate can fuck his. Yep. He, I remember I'd be with Adam and Adam would uh, get a text from him like, hey, dude, don't come in my room right now. I'm going to fuck. Or Adam would be like, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. That was wild times. Freshman year was like the Wild West. The guy that would like leave a sock on the outside uh, door handle and he, Adam is supposed to know what that meant type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Classic, oh, like, God. college guy. Yep. But I wish I could have known you guys back then. You or maybe not. <laughs> you probably would have thought that we were dumb. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. I think in the confines of college, it's, it's different. I don't know. Have you... I don't... I, I don't know. Outside of college, it's... We've matured. Yes. You have to do a little, uh, a little changing with... Uh, yeah, we were, especially, I think that there's a lot of changes between like even every year of fresh, like college, like we were, I mean, obviously a lot crazier in college than we were now, but like uh-huh. year was just dumb. Yeah. And like, <laughs> year was like, well, we're almost 21. We should be a little smarter. Yeah. And we all turned 21 and had our own house and like kind of that freedom. And so I think kind of took a worse turn, a turn for the worse there when we turned 21 in our own house instead of the yeah. dorms. All hell broke loose when we were juniors and seniors at the shed. Yep. But Good stuff. Um, okay, Brandon. Do you, okay. So we have had on Will and Kyle, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still need to have Adam on. Um, I'm but, to be in the ranks. Yeah, you're in the ranks. Everyone has talked about BH Redgate. Yeah, good. So, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. So for those who don't know, um, oh, after the beer dabbler, uh this fall brandon had an iconic or this winter brandon had an iconic moment in our friend group history we were talking about hygiene personal hygiene and cleaning and uh brandon had the hot take of using a wash rag to clean the bh now brandon everyone thinks this is a preposterous statement including myself (laughs) Would you like to uh, defend your side? This is this is the moment where you get to to get your voice heard. Glad, glad I finally given this platform. I've been listening, and it's been a lot of misinterpretation uh, of what I've meant. Um, so what I have said was, you know, every now and then, every two or three weeks. You just are dirty. You need the good scrub. People use it different ways. People have those like what are they like, loofah stuff? What are those yep. called? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different kind of rays. They have all these different things. 
and I think it's good. Like every now and then your skin needs a good scrub, right? You need to get all the dead skin off. Use use something besides your hand and like just put Axe body wash on yourself and just let it rinse off. You need a good scrub every now and then. Right, right. So every now and then I have a good solid scrub. I was really dirty that day. <laughs> really sweaty, really dirty, playing in the manure fields. I don't know. <laughs> but whatever happened, I was like, today's a good day to do a body cleanse. And so I use said rag and I wash everything. Start with the face. And they're clean. Keep in mind, only one time use. Take a nice clean rag. Clean my face, clean my hands, clean my everything, okay? And when I say everything, I mean, I don't exclude the ass crack. Right, correct. Right? <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. Perhaps the dirtiest place in the body, it would be weird to ignore that. So every two to three weeks, when I get a full body clean, I do a full body clean. And my argument is, back to you guys, is you guys have all said, and to it, that you use your fingers in your hand with a little bit of Axe body wash and you scrub your BH with it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. And disgusting. And I don't, I still can't quite comprehend how that doesn't gross people out. And then you guys tried to backtrack and you'd be like, well, afterwards I'll go to the, sh- the sink and wash my hands with soap because I did that. And I do not believe that for a second. I caught you guys in the corner and you said, oh, crap, I do have E. coli in my hands. I should be washing my hands after I dig in there. And no one does that. But they all and now are sticking to it that everyone, as soon as they get out of the shower, before they even dry themselves, they wash their hands. Preposterous. So I'm e- saying it's cleanlier to use a rag, single use, then put your fingers up there and get E. coli <laughs> all over. I'm, I'm team Brandon for this, quite honest. It's like, yeah, you... You you always like dig really deep in your crack. What are you talking about? With, with, no, no, not with your finger, not with your finger, but like with with toilet paper. So like, why wouldn't you do that with a rag once in a while? Well, because I wipe till it's clean. But so yeah. Do I. yeah. And it, would you eat off of it? Probably not. Why? Why would I eat out of my asshole? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still dirty. <laughs> I don't know. I just okay. Um, I I loved your argument of <laughs> I'm giving you a platform to talk about the antimicrobials that you kept referring to. Please continue on that. I'm not convinced that your Axe body wash is going to kill your E. coli bacteria on your beach. And nowadays. <laughs> I don't think Axe Body Wash does anything for Corona, so maybe Corona is spreading by BHs. Ooh, Ooh, hot take. That conspiracy theory going. Coronavirus spreads so bad in New York because they have shitty toilet paper out there. (laughs) I like that conspiracy theory, that it's spreading through BHs. Butthole to butthole contact? Yeah. You know, people say, well, the subways were dirty. And it's like, yeah, everyone's hands were dirty. Everyone's grabbing things in the subways. Mm. Everyone goes and eats their lunch. So are you saying are you saying coronavirus was originally an E. coli type of virus that was spread through fecal matter? Well, I, I should probably back up now. Being the Doctor uh, Brandon, got to stop these false lies. <laughs> oh, that's a good take. I'll float the idea out there with zero scientific evidence to back it up. Okay. So, okay. So you have your piece out there. You have your word. So my question to you, let's clear the air. Mm-hmm. What happens? You said they're single use rags. Yep. What happens to those rags after the shower? 
they go to the, uh, the washing machine. I do all my towels together. So, so you're getting poopy it, towels like, it, too. It, it was an enlightening, you know, like I, I'm a person, I'm not too proudful to admit when I was wrong. My friends are like, Hey, Brandon, perhaps it's a little gross if you throw that in with your clothes. And you want to know, like, you know what? That's right. That's right. Maybe. It's oh, wow. Well, you're admitting to that. Yeah. You know, I can admit when I'm wrong. And, you know, I was talking about antimicrobials or bacteria. And I was like, you know, my friends got a good point. I should listen to them. So I've been starting to spring it right to the washing machine, washing machine afterwards. And it sits in there. And then I do all my towels together. But here's the, here's the debate though. It's like your laundry detergent isn't antimicrobial, I'm assuming. So you got little poop particles floating around on all your towels. I don't know. I think it might be. Like if I, I mean, if I was out there and I were rolled in these manure fields out here, I think the laundry detergent could get it all off, right? But would it killed all the E. coli. So what I'm, what I'm saying, Brandon, is our point was, okay, you use a rag, that's fine, right? You, you teach their own. You get a deep cleansing, like, scrub. Yeah. But after that well, rag... Well, I can live on the rag. I mean, huh? I don't think E. coli can live on outer surface outside the body for that long. Maybe if I just let it, maybe we can adapt. Maybe at the end of this podcast, I can have a foolproof plan. If I let my rag sit for five days in the shower, maybe all bacteria on it will die. Oh, (laughs) yes. That's a Petri dish and they have to put so many different like kind of sugars and carbs in there to make the bacteria grow. I mean, maybe they won't grow on it. I don't know. That's foolproof. I think you should try that. Yep. I I just, I, I think it's a little suspect that your, your lovely wife, Heather has not backed you up on this. Yeah, no, she she's definitely not on my end. It's me <laughs> world here, but I'm still looking for followers. And maybe once this gets out, I'm gonna get someone in my DMs being like, "Hey, I'm a big rag guy too. Don't don't let me get you down." <laughs> a big big rag guy, big rag proponent. <laughs> All right, any last any last words to say about BH Gate to get your your? Uh... I think I presented a good argument. I think uh, we have we both have uh, faults in our in our ideas here. You know, maybe if you're going to use your hands and you truly wash your hands afterwards, I guess, I guess that could work. I could, I could, I could fall with that plan, but I don't yep. think people are doing that. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I think we're, I think we're both, I think there's no right way to clean your BH besides a bidet. Mm-hmm. I would that. be all for a bidet. Have you ever tried one? I have not. Well, kind of like <sighs> a DIY one. Like I take a turkey baster. And- <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I have bad visuals in my nice. head right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a good, that's a really good visual to have. Cause those Turkey basters are like this big. <laughs> so you just gotta be, you gotta get the right angle. <laughs> oh my God. Something, though. Maybe you can sell that. Like bodets maybe are too expensive for people. So people can bring a bodet with them wherever they go. This can uh, be our new merch. A Turkey baster? On the go. Butthole. <laughs> a butthole stream. Cleanse. Rebrand the turkey baster. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, make the turkey baster great again. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so okay, one last question before right. we let you go. Okay, so this whole COVID situation, how long from a professional medical doctor now mm. officially? Oh gosh, how long do you think we have until 
we liberate Minnesota and open this place back up. That I let me just say I'm glad I'm not the governors of yeah. these uh state because it's definitely a doomed if you do, doomed if you don't type thing. Mm-hmm. It's like no one wants to be known as the governor that opened up their state and had a huge outbreak and people died because of your decision. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my own, I don't have any hot takes on it. I don't have any specific insight. I guess I don't think it's, I mean, I'm sure everyone sees like if you go on social media right now, it's nasty. Like people are fed up. People are, mm-hmm. there's a lot of anger out there. And so it's definitely not wrong to be like, uh, you know, yeah, this does suck. All this sucks. Like no one wants to be this. Like, all the conspiracy theories on why Democrats or Republicans want certain things are like Governor Walsh does not want businesses shut down. Right. Not benefit from that. Yeah. And, um, it's it's scary. I am going stir crazy myself. Like I just like I said earlier, like we're going to Des Moines. And like mm-hmm. there's nothing like one going to Iowa. Like okay, yeah, we'll almost <laughs> try to stay busy. Like we'll find things to do. Like there's things to do in town. And then if you go to Iowa with everything shut down. Like I actually, that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> I'll go just drive around all day. I guess I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah hit some know. dirt roads. Yeah, I. You got to think that. Yeah, I don't know. Cause I, yeah, my brother-in-law Heather's brother is getting married August first. Oh and really? They're like in that time frame of like. I mean, you you hope everyone hopes that it's, things are gone by then, or like, but you just don't know like what the CDC guidelines will be like. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can only have fifty people maybe at that point, but then at that point, it's still hard to have a wedding or like Brent still holding out hope for a right. wedding too. And so. I don't think that June, I don't think June is happening. Yeah. I don't have any uh, great insight, but I am, uh, I've uh, learned to love Dr. Fauci. Yeah. So he's a good presence. Yeah. That it, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, okay. I don't know about you, but I'm getting to the point where like I'm going insane staying inside for so long. Like, okay. I like being home. I think we're kind of antisocial. We are in a sense, but this is getting ridiculous. And I know that we don't want to kill more people, but I'm dying inside. (laughs) A turn of like, you know, flatten the curve, flatten the curve, which people are on board about, but now this new, like if you listen to press conferences, the next thing is it's like, yeah, we're preventing deaths. We're still trying to get up like testing capacity. Mm-hmm. So kind of like motivations for keeping things locked down and kind of changed. But um, yeah, it's definitely getting harder. And yeah. um, like a couple of weeks back, Heather's grandpa died. So they had a funeral. Mm-hmm. And like that in the day of coronavirus is a lot different. Like only 10, they could only have like a minimum t- or at most 10 people that went to like the viewing, like a, a version of their weight they had. And then for the actual service too, they were, the person that was running the funeral service said the they had a funeral a week prior and got the cops called on them. What? Drive by, saw more than ten people there, so called the cops. And so oh they. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, I think the uh, the world is ready for. The next yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. I think, God, it's scary to like read stuff and be like, oh, we could be in this until twenty twenty one, or we could, this could be done this summer. Like, there's no consistent thing and i don't think because i think no one knows you know yeah, that's i think the problem too yeah now you're seeing things like but i mean the truth is like the they won't be able to shut down the economy until coronavirus is gone right i think the tone of it is kind of changing more like slowly reopen and hopefully we can get mass testing and so like if we can test all these tens of thousands of people a day 
then we know who has it and we can get rid of this outbreak a little easier, keep things contained. Right. I don't see how there's any way we have sporting events or concerts or anything like that. Yeah. It's, that'll be interesting. Like if there, if there is football this fall, which there probably will not be, it'll probably be next spring. But like if there's football or like basketball, like empty stadiums, that would be so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Because uh, like I said, in Des Moines next year, I'll do my intern year, which will mostly be out of the hospital. And so like, at first I was like, well, I mean, selfishly, like coronavirus probably came at a good time for me, like the peak, like all these surge in the healthcare system will be over with the time I'm in training. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, sh- I'm sure by July, because I started July 1st, like I'm sure be seeing some COVID patients down there. Iowa doesn't have any stay at home orders right now. Oh, they don't? No, they have like restaurants and bars are closed but they don't have like the legal, like you can't just call the cops and somebody and say, Hey, they're not social distancing. Interesting. But have you, have you been out in, I suppose you're up in Waverly now, but like, did you notice like in the cities, like even here, I feel like when we like drive around, if we're going to get like groceries or something, or we're going somewhere, like there are a lot of people out still. Yeah. No, like uh, where I lived in Plymouth was right next to a park. Mm -hmm. And packed yeah it was all the time and then even like so heather so works in the cities and she's kind of been mentioning too like or the, definitely during the time of coronavirus traffic's been a lot less mm-hmm. but I think on the roads more more and more people are starting to one either go back to work or two are fed up with all these orders and are starting to go back into society yeah it's crazy but i don't know wait so brandon when do you guys move down to iowa we signed, so we found a house that we really liked and they were hoping to have someone like move in pretty much tomorrow. And I don't start till mid June, hmm. but we were hoping to get down there a couple weeks early. So we kind of met in the middle and we're so our lease will start on May 23rd. So a few weeks from now. Gotcha. Going on, but we'll probably end up going down there. And like I said, everything's shut down in Iowa. So we'll probably go down there and move our stuff and come back and hang here to spread yeah. In the states for a while that's good good <laughs> can't wait for that yep uh wait so how long how far away is des moines from like the uh, cities from where we were, it's about uh three and a half four hours oh that's not bad oh no, not too bad it's a terrible drive i would is say it's that... even worse than the cities to uh fargo because it's just straight cornfields the whole way nice corn 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 and then there's just skyscrapers and you go a little further and then it's back to corn again <laughs> riveting yeah sounds great well, rural. Hey, one last thing too is uh, I'm now on the market for a bike, so I'm going to be. Joining- I don't know if there's any kind of initiation. I've heard a lot of t- scary things about biker gangs, <laughs> but um, Will and I went yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, yep, I'm currently on the market. We got a uh, my parents for a graduation gift got me a um, gift card to Eric's. Yep. Uh, whatever. So we uh gonna go buy one. So before I leave, we'll have to go tear up the town. Are you gonna get a road bike or what are you gonna get? I like a mountain bike? Yeah, because the place where we're at is like, um, it's about five miles out of downtown. So Heather and I were like, well, if we get a nice bike, like a road bike, we can go in and out of downtown. Like there's farmer markets, breweries and stuff like that. And so probably a road bike, but I'm up for uh, suggestions if you have any. You should get a road bike because that's, that's what Will and I have. And we zoom, zoom all around. We actually went on like an 18 mile bike ride two days ago for a little bit. It was fun. It was easy. Not too yep. bad. Think of an initi- initiation for me because I uh, become in the joint. Well, so- we'll think of something. Style. Yeah. Turkey baster initiation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I would not put it past you. I one thing that I hadn't mentioned on this yet is that you are probably the weirdest dude that I've ever met in my life. So that's a compliment. Yeah, you know, like you're you're very 
you're you're a how do I explain this? You you have two sides. You have your professional side, which we're seeing in this interview, but you also have your very strange kooky side. Yes, we've been, uh, being in the med school, I've been trying to contain it more and more, <laughs> but uh, it, it makes an appearance every now and then. It does, but it's good. It's 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 needed. It's needed in our friend group. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Brandon, we took a lot of your time. Thanks so much for being willing uh, to come on the pod with us. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Any any suggest or any advice or PSAs for our five listeners? Mm. I know that like, you you gotta you gotta get like start building that like uh, membership fees like a dollar an episode, and you get to see what <laughs> your Brandon looked like on there or what your basically looks. Like. Like you get, show, you get the show, you only get the more personal. Start yeah. building the people, man. They're so dedicated that your five listeners are so dedicated to this program. You, any fee you want, they're listening to it. That's true. Mm. Well, you like, you got to find a sponsor. Yeah, I know. We. I offered. I earlier in your podcast, I offered. I wanted to pay a couple dollars an episode. Just do it right now. Do it right now. You, you okay? Uh, here we go. This message is brought by Brandon Smith, MD. Uh, vaccinate your kids, essential oils. Don't do anything against measles. Measles kills. Thank you. <laughs> yes. that's <laughs> you, Love it. We, uh, you don't even have to pay us to have that add on. We, you get that one for free. This graduation gift. That's a graduation <laughs> gift for you. I'll start thinking of my next sponsor. <laughs> Everyone got your little, uh, your Asian intro and then you have a little intro and make it, all right, this episode is brought to you by, and then I'll, think of something for you guys yep. i you know what i'm on board with you us or you just sending me an email with a copy of what you want me to read i won't read it ahead of time and i'll yeah. read it live on the air oh god and as and as long as it's not too crazy we'll keep it in okay i'm right. i am i am fully on board with that so for our mm-hmm. next episode next week send Maybe me something like it could be like inside jokes too like this episode brought to you by ob green beer <laughs> Bound to give you green shits for a week. <laughs> yes, you should. I. That's a great idea. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Have your friends or my friends write in like ad copies for like fake ads. But what if like these like companies that we're kind of doing fake shoutouts <laughs> for, they come after us and they're like, hey, you can't. Can they that. just send us a cease and desist, and then we talk about <laughs> that's just more content for the pod. Pub too, though. What say that again? Any more public pub? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, start seeing the OB is suing the fairly odd agents. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> and then we're broke on the streets. No, it'd be fine. They'd they'd first have to send us a cease and desist letter, and then we just follow it, and then we talk about the cease and desist letter. It'd be yeah. that's that's the real goal is to be as popular to actually get a cease and desist letter. Okay. Yeah. That'd be big time. That's big. <laughs> All right. You're onto something. Yeah. So you need to send me uh, a little copy of what you want to, what, right. what you want me to read. All right. Uh, I'll start brainstorming. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for coming on. Been we appreciate pleasure. you coming on. Um, good luck being a medical doctor. We'll never see you again due to coronavirus. <laughs> oh my God. Stay safe out there. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.